the song we didn't do, probably fortunately for you guys, <laughs> famous for. Um, I'm going to start in 1 John 4.18, but and I'm using the New Living Translation for this verse. Um, and before I do that, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us this day. Thank you for the ability to come in your house and just worship you and praise you, Father God. And I thank you that we please you, Lord, that you see us. When you see us, you see Jesus. And I thank you for that. I'm so honored to be able to speak, Father God. I just pray that you give me the words to say and have ears listen. And I pray that somebody can get something out of this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. So 1 John 4.18, uh, New Living Translation, says, Such love has no fear because perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And this is in brackets. And we know that if we are in Christ, there is no punishment for our sins, right? Because they're already, they're already dealt with through Christ. So the one, and back to verse, sorry. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. So we know, the Amplified Version goes on to say that the one who is afraid is not perfected in love. Rather, they have, no, they have not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. So for me, I feel like it's... Um, like a renewing of your mind, like the word says, that, um, and I'm going to help you try to do that today, just to, to get out of fear, like, I, you know, you turn on the TV, and you see it all over the place, your man is telling you to be afraid of this, to be afraid of that, when we don't have to be afraid of really anything, like, if God has you, if he has your back, there's just, there's no fear, there's no fear in that, so I looked up fear, um, and the definition is an unpleasant, often strong emotion, caused by anticipation or awareness of danger, um, an anxious concern, and solicitude, which I didn't know what solicitude meant. I thought it sounded an awful lot like solitude, and I don't think that's a, a coincidence, but do what you will with that. So solicitude is anxiety, care, concern, or worry. Um, and yeah, so back on solitude, I'll go ahead and put my two cents in. I feel like when you're alone, you give yourself, you can, you can put yourself in a more better position, I guess, to be afraid. So it's always good to have people. It's always good to have other Christians with you. And of course, no more important than God. Have God with you. If, if, if he's with you, you really don't need to fear. So 1 Timothy uh, 1, 7, and this is New King James Version. I'm going to start in New Testament and kind of go back because I always go back to Psalms because I love Psalms. It's so wonderful, and it's so good. It's good stuff for, for today. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, everyone knows this verse, but of a power and love and a sound mind. Other translations say, they use sound mind, and they say um, self-discipline or self-control, right, which is a fruit of the spirit. And if he didn't give it, then I don't want it. So everything he gave me, I want that. I claim that. I say I confess that over my life, and you guys should too right, you know, when you're in the moment, and it's hard to, like, it's hard to just stop and, and take yourself out of the situation and just say, Holy Spirit, I need, I need help, I need guidance, I need whatever, but he is always there for you, just ask him, like, even if it's something like forgetting something, ask him, Holy Spirit, can you bring that back to my remembrance, because he tells you that, that he will do that concerning his word, but I feel like every area of your life, he is there for you, to help you through it all. So Romans uh, 8.15, this is the NIV translation. It says, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, right, you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again 
Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And it's so neat because here you can replace um, the Greek word for fear, I guess is a better word or better translation would be like cowardice. So you can go ahead and replace that word there, which is, it was pretty awesome. And I feel like um, I was looking up Abba, Father, like what is that? It's It's Aramaic for father. And the literal translation, it's such an intimate way of addressing God. You're saying, Abba, Father, I will obey you. I think that's so fascinating because he tells us not to fear. And if we obey him, like everything is so full circle. Everything he does is for your benefit. It's not for his benefit. He doesn't need, he never needed, you know, any of us really. He needs us on earth here to spread the gospel. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to preach the good news. Other than that, he's, he's got it all down, and it, you could just put your trust in him, right? In Psalms 8, I love that one, um, and I'll go ahead and read the whole thing. This is also New King James Version. Uh, Lord, O Lord, this is uh, Psalm of David, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who has set your glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, that what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the, d- the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So whose, whose feet are all things under? Jesus, right? And if they're under his feet, they're under our feet. We are joint heirs with him. We sit with him on the, his right hand in heavenly places. I thank you so much for that, Lord. We just need to claim that and take dominion. It doesn't, over everything in our lives, whether it be, you know, viruses or sicknesses, if we stand in faith, his word says that he will not let us down. We, we cannot be disappointed in him. And I just, I thank him so much for that. And my next psalm is Psalms 46. I like 45 too, but I'll read 46. Um, this is the psalm of the sons of Korah, the, a song for Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So if you're in trouble, he's present. He says that. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. Just picture that. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be trembled, troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Salah, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just as the break at the break of dawn. So, and to me, that tells me like when you're at your, hi- your your lowest peak, if you rather, or even highest, like He's still there and He's there to rescue you out of your your trouble. He's there to meet you where you're at. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered His voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease at the end of the, to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. 
Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And it's so neat because he tells us, what does he tell us to do? He tells us to move mountains. So seeing mountains moved, is, it shouldn't be a thing for us. It should be an, a normal daily activity when we're walking in such a place of faith that we tell something to happen and we expect it to because he's there to back you up. He's gonna, he's gonna do that thing for you. <laughs> Psalm 49 goes on to say, why should I fear the days of evil? So what can man do to me? Because God, God has your back every single time. If you trust in his goodness and his faithfulness, his word said that you will not be disappointed. Psalm uh, 56, 3 through 4 goes on to say, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Jesus, in God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Sorry, I might add stuff to the verses, but I don't know if they're back there. You can. (laughs) Um, So it's always, always better to trust in God than to man. Or even trust in God. I know this might sound crazy, but then better to trust in God than in yourself. Like, we think we know what's best for us. We think, oh, this is what I need, and this is when I need it. And he's like, "Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) And his plan is always so much better. It's always so much better. Because I couldn't imagine if I'm looking back in my life and thinking, oh, my goodness, if I had that back then, what would I have done with it? Like, I probably would have squandered it or or whatever or would not have learned something. Or his timing is just perfect, perfect, perfect. So where am I now? I'm on Psalm... 118, this is the NIV version again, 5 through 9. Uh, uh, sorry. To the, I'm sorry, my hand. <laughs> In my anguish, I cried to the Lord, and he answered me by setting me free. So he sets you free. So if you're dealing with something, if those shackles, like he didn't put them there. He never does that. He takes them off. He removes them. He, he's already set you free. So if you think about it, you're already healed. You're already delivered. You already have all the riches according to his, you know, net worth in heaven, which is everything, every, every precious stone. I think we've mined like half of, this is probably wrong, but you can look it up. I find stuff like this interesting. We, and of course, how would they know this? I feel like the approximation of the gold that we've mined in the earth is like not even half or something. I don't know. It's very interesting, but he put all that there for us, like it's for us. We're, we're to take dominion over this earth, over people, too, over the beasts of the, the, you know, the earth, beasts of the sea. We are to have charge in that because he put us in that position, too. Um, so anyway, where am I? The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in princes. And I feel like you can replace princes with, you know, whatever, presidents, um, doctors, employers, whatever, just, just man. You know, if somebody has a scientific opinion that they believe is true in fact, well, like, you know, Pastor Alex says, facts change. God doesn't. His word doesn't change. And I feel like science is always catching up to what God says anyway. So, yeah, that's, that's basically what I have for you. And I wanted to share, if you're praying for something and believing something, if it's in this book and you're saying, this is what I want, Lord, it's like a double whammy, if you will, <laughs> for the devil. Like, he will, he will go ahead and do that thing in here if it's, if it's in here for you. 
or it's a double jeopardy for you. Like it's a get out of jail free card and you have his word to back you up. So go ahead and whatever it is, go ahead and stand on that and just see it through. I know it's so hard when you're like in the middle of it and you can't, you know, it's cloudy and it's lightning and it's raining and you can't see Jesus. Open this up and look for him because he's there. Like he'll find you and you can find him and it'll be all good. <laughs> all right. That's what I have for you. Start, I told you it was short. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you.